0: Thank you once again for tuning into the Reptile Living Room. I am your host, as always, John F. Taylor. And of course, we are brought to you by Herpeticulture House Easing. Herpeticulture House Easing, uh, you can find it at herphousemag.com. Uh, do give us a tumble and uh, love to see you there. Get a subscription, buy a single issue, whatever it takes. Uh, we are the only magazine that is dedicated to the content and not the advertisers meaning insofar as what we do is we get business card size ads from our authors and put those on the last page of the magazine. Uh, there is no other advertisement, just straight reptile or uh, invertebrate content. So, yeah, please do give us a tumble. We could really use your help. We uh, enjoy sharing the knowledge of all of our writers with you. And uh, in today's episode, we're talking with none other than Julie Bergman of Gecko Ranch, which you may be familiar with from other episodes of the Reptile Living Room. Uh, such as Herp Chat, and I think she's been in an uh, interview with an expert as well, talking about day geckos and things of that nature. But, in today's episode, uh, we're talking with Julie in the series called Women of Herpeticulture and Herpetology, talking about, you know, being a male-dominated industry, did she ever run into any um, misogyny, as it were, to put it bluntly. So, without further ado, here is Julie Bergman of Gecko Ranch with the series Women of herpetoculture and herpetology. Enjoy. Today we're on the uh, line with Julie Bergman of uh, Gecko Ranch. And uh, if you're not familiar with Gecko Ranch, you are probably living under a rock somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Julie, uh, you, I think you've bred every species of day gecko known so far, at least. Almost, yeah. <laughs> in the captive communities, anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, are probably working on the rest of them. We just don't know about it yet. <laughs> Now uh, we want to talk to you, Julie today about you know basically the women of herpetology and herpeticulture, and you know being one of the you know m- at least one of the most easily most famous in the herpeticulture industry as far as the you know being uh, female in the industry and uh, making such a large name for yourself. How did you first discover your interest in reptiles?
1: Well, it started at birth, probably. <laughs> With me, uh, when I saw a lizard, I, I thought they were one of the coolest things I'd ever seen, you know, seeing the native lizards, and I thought they were little dinosaurs, and you know, I, I just
0: have always held a fascination for them. Very cool. Now, what was it about geckos that really got you, that really pushed you that way instead of you know, something like a monitor lizards or you know, anoles, or what have you. What was it about the geckos? Do you remember?
1: Well, I think, I think
0: it. it I don't know. It's
1: their their variety of uh, feet. Oh. Okay. You know, because geckos have very specialized
0: feet. Very true.
1: And uh, specialized eyes. Uh, they're really known for their feet. You know, because uh, a lot of them have sticky feet where they can climb on things with these little hairs that they have that right. find traction on glass which is amazing. Yeah, very and definitely. and then they have uh, some also have claws and then, you know, some some have webs on their feet like the web footed gecko mm-hmm. you know, who lives in the desert and walks on sand. Yeah. So there there's different feet that do different things. Right. you know, right. and, and that, that held a fascination. Their are types of skin because they have some very soft skin, they have some of have kind of rougher skin, <laughs> but um, and they they have they come in a, a gazillion colors. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And uh, so the felsuma colors are so bright and and vivid. It's it's crazy. Very true. Yeah, it's like they they all look like the signs in Florida, you know, neon signs, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Now, was your family supportive, uh, and your loved ones supportive of your interest in uh, reptiles?
1: For the most part. My mom firmly told me I could not have a snake.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I was allowed to have lizards.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: So I think the first lizard I had was a an, anole that I got at the L.A. County Fair. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, that that was my introduction to, you know, keeping lizards as pets. Mm-hmm. Besides the native lizards, the, the uh, sceloporus or blue-belly lizards, mm-hmm. and so that was the first kind of exotic guy that I had. And unfortunately, at the time, they had them on little red pieces of thread, and they pinned them to your shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I had no idea that this was a cruel thing. Right. And and boy, they would be screamed out of the country if they tried to do that anymore. But that was the first time I saw one, and that one lived for three years until my cat accidentally got it. Uh oh. <laughs> so
0: three years for one of those for a fair lizard, that's that's a pretty significant amount of time, actually. Yeah, I
1: really enjoyed him. He's on my desk, and I would study, and he would be on there, and he was a cool little guy.
0: Very cool. <laughs> now, as far as um, you know, the challenges of being a woman in her pediculture or what have you, when you first got into reptiles um, as a breeder, and, you know, as uh, coming up in the breeding industry or breeding community, did you encounter any challenges that you feel were a direct result of your gender?
1: Hmm, probably, probably not so much from the, the breeding end, because I don't think at the time a lot of people were doing geckos.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and, the, you know, the, the person that I communicated with most, the uh, Ron Tremper, Oh, okay. um, Treating me with the utmost of respect, and um, you know, I never felt that, you know, from him or you know any of any of the people I considered, you know, who people who I relied on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people thought it was strange that I was into uh, geckos as a female at that time. Oh, okay. But you know, from the breeding aspect, I really didn't. I, I didn't think I encountered countered much because. Actually, it seemed like there was a division a division in herps you know it was like the the snake people would be on one side of the sh- of the show <laughs> or whatever and <laughs> the the lizard gecko people they'd be they'd hang out in their own groups so it was like uh, a couple of different cliques.
0: right right okay very interesting <laughs> now, um how did the community at large react when you showed up at your first show as a vendor
1: <laughs>
0: well, um actually that that show um I think
1: I was too busy freaking out about it to, <laughs> to you know really recognize it. I think people were because all I had I had like fifty giant day geckos, right. <laughs> fifty uh grandest you know i that I had bread, oh and uh <laughs> that's all I had, <laughs> and uh you know, people looked at me and was like, that all you have <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's all I have and but uh, at that time, the gentleman that did most of the shows up here did bird shows, so it was like a bird and reptile show. Oh, okay. And, and you also might see some other type of pets. So it was kind of a one side of the show was reptiles and one side of the show was birds, and then you might you might find you know something else in between. But, okay. But uh, yeah, no, I, and that was in San Francisco too. So everyone's really cool and open there. So. Yeah, that was an awesome
0: place to do show. Very cool. Now, um uh, <clears throat> in your opinion, um speaking with other uh, women in the in the community here, um do you feel like there is a definitive gender bias at all?
1: Um not so much. Not so much. Okay. Uh anymore. No. No, I don't. No. Okay. I I don't really encounter that in I'm really pleased to say that at the shows, there are just as many uh, young ladies and women at my table that, than there are uh, boys and men.
0: Right, right, very definitely. Yeah. And now, um, within the community itself, uh, with suppliers and vendors, because, you know, you always hear the you know the age-old tale of, you know, if a woman goes to a mechanic, you know, and it's a male, the mechanic's going to try to rip her off, but if a guy... You know, goes to the same mechanic, he's going to get the discounted price or whatever. <laughs> do you find that occurring, or has that ever occurred to you with uh, suppliers and vendors in the uh, herbiculture industry?
1: No, I no, I don't think so because before I really did things large scale, I think people already knew me and they kind of knew better.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to do that, I sure I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. <Very cool. laughs> and uh, now, as far as Reptile and women image that's being portrayed today um, in some of the calendars and posters and things of that nature. What what are your thoughts on that? As far as you know, the image that's being portrayed to the general public at large.
1: Well, there is the one image of of the naked woman with the snake, right? And that's kind of a stereotype uh, to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there there is art in that, but I think it's kind of been overdone. And I think maybe we're ready to see some other other uh, cool views of of women who who enjoy uh, reptiles and amphibians. You know, I, th- I think there's you know more. There's probably a lot more uh, a variety of of uh, showing what we do.
0: Right, right. And yeah. we don't have
1: to, We don't really have to be naked or
0: wear heels. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Now. Looking forward into you know the next decade of you know women being involved in reptiles, what do you see for the future?
1: Well, I see really uh, a, a lot of women interested, and perhaps the ratio of, men to, of women to men in the interest ratio is there's more women.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, so I don't know, you know, what that means or if that trend if I'll continue to see that trend, mm-hmm. but. Um, uh, women I, I don't know well there's when you keep reptiles it's caregiving you know <laughs> right right so uh you know women women are natural caregivers so and then they they get to see you know something beautiful living in their home right. in in a really cool environment that you set up yeah so lovely. that's what well, i think a lot of women love that kind of a of a challenge
0: sure sure now what um you know, a, a woman came to you, or uh, you know, a young lady came to you and said, you know, that she wanted to get into reptiles. What would be, you know, some recommendations that you would give her? Uh, well, I'd
1: say, you know, our, what what's your interest? You know, are you interested in snakes? Are you interested in frogs? Or mm-hmm. you know, which way do you want to go? Right. And then, based on that, you know, if it was geckos, there's certainly some beginner lizards I could suggest, like a, a leopard gecko or a crested gecko mm-hmm. would be a, a great beginner. You know, if they have no background in any kind of reptile, amphibian, but if they they say, "Oh, I've had a frog, I've right. had frogs," and those people are are real easy salsuma day gecko people because they understand the tropical environment, which is a lot tougher with a frog right. than a, a day gecko. So they're they're kind of natural for that, and a day gecko is a good second gecko. So there's definitely recommendations, but if they're going to Be interested in a herp or amphibian that I I don't have experience with. Mm -hmm. I send them to uh, who who I know has experience with that because I don't I don't want to talk about what I don't know about.
0: Right, right. And speaking of uh, things you do know about, what type? uh, Can you talk to us a little bit about the projects that you currently have uh, rolling out this year?
1: Oh, I can always do that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. I have have a lot of interesting. like kind of tangerine albino, you know, sort of uh, geckos, and my, my favorite leopard gecko is a jungle, okay. and uh, so I've been working with I have Tremper bloodlines mostly on those, and been working those, and Ron tells me that several of my bloodlines are are what he got the giants from. Oh really? Yeah, because I when I started breeding leopard geckos seriously, it was in '95, and I went to Ron's place. And I, I picked out a breeding group. Oh, wow. So that was my founding stock there. And right. I've been breeding them, breeding them, breeding them. So I have their descendants. I have some of them still, but I have a lot of their descendants here. And so in leopard geckos, that's the I'm doing. And um, then in the Salsuma, uh, I've got uh, giant day geckos, of course. And wow. I've got uh, a felsuma gembuli project. Um, where i got a female for my lonely male. Oh, nice. So that's uh, geckos, leop- or day geckos from Mauritius, are, are Sapiniana, Gumbuai, and ornata. You know mm-hmm. the hot three.
0: Right. These are the
1: hot three that people want. Right. But I tell them you don't want these. You yeah. want, you think you want these, but you really don't. <laughs> if you're a beginner, <laughs> exactly. So if you've been doing it for a while and, and you're you're committed to Dalsuma and you have a good understanding of their husbandry, then by all means get them. You know, but um, yeah, the Cipediana is part of a co-op I'm working on with uh, Leanne Christensen and and some other uh, good breeders. So uh, the co-op has to feed itself, and then it will you get to sell a certain number of offspring. So I'll have a certain number of Cipediana available, but their numbers are so low that we had to start this co-op, you know, oh. to to keep their numbers up. So, but the Kumbui, they're they're a little easier to breed, and that i'm looking forward to that they're they're kind of an electric green and orange gecko with blue little blue powder blue on them oh, really, really cool. cool really cool looking animals and pediana are electric blue you know they're they're really cool looking and, and uh or not as I, I wish I had don't have any more of those but uh but then the other felsuma I have uh types of gold dust, the uh, Laticata la catata Laticata angularis which is like a, has a blue background instead of green right. and they have like a red Star Trek mark instead of the three three teardrops <laughs> wow. very <cool>. very <laughs> so cool. these are nice and I'm trying to get more people into the angularis because everyone knows the, the the nominate form the Laticata Laticata but they don't really? know about the angularis and they're very beautiful too. Oh wow. So I'm trying to get people into those, you know, I go, Yeah, you guys need those and and uh Robert Felsuma Robert pretends I is colored like the the uh pastel colored craft marshmallows. Oh really? Yeah, they have like they're like a lime green, orange and <laughs> wow <really laughs> you know, they're cool. they're just like the colors of the those those uh marshmallows and um, very cool and unusual gecko and I'm I have you know, quite a a few of those and and making pairs available. And the the Falsuma nigra striata is another, it's like a very deep emerald green with a uh, black linear lateral stripe and a little hint of red on the the lateral stripe. And uh, those are a very striking gecko. I'm trying to get more out there because they're real easy to breed. Right. So that that's and then standing eye, the big ones, uh you know, the big big guys and um what else? I have Web footed Geckos. Oh, no kidding. Uh, I have Racodactylus Chihuahua, I have a bunch of Racodactylus lechianus, uh a bunch of crested. Sure. What else? So yeah, I've I've got a number of things going on here. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, who's that? <laughs> no wonder you're busy all the time. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's just some of my projects. There's more of it. <laughs> Very
0: cool. And uh, what's the next show that uh, people can find you at?
1: I believe the next show will be the Sacramento show. Okay. And that that will be in October. And it's possible I might also do the Reno Repticon that month. but So I, I told them probably on that one, uh, but not sure. Because I'm going into dental hygiene school in May. And oh,
0: that's wow. going to book me up for 16 months. Wow, no kidding. <laughs> Jeez, you don't stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Julie, I really appreciate you having me on the show and uh, look forward to seeing you at the next show, which I'm sure I will. Yeah. And uh, just in case uh, folks still don't know your website, it's geckoranch.com. Really easy to find, lots of information out there on any day geckos, leopard geckos, Pretty much any gecko that you, you know, possibly want to own, Julie knows something about it. <laughs> so. <laughs> or I can send you to someone who does. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Very cool. So there you have it, folks. That was uh, Julie Bergman once again from uh, Gecko Ranch. Yeah, just a different uh, perspective on the misogyny in the uh, reptile uh, community, as it were. And once again, we are brought to you by Herpeticulture House Easing. zine uh, That's HerpHouseMag.com we can put a link up uh, in the show notes and uh, do leave some comments in the show notes and let us know what you think of the show uh, what you think of the website, the whole 9 we'd love to hear from you, love to hear what your thoughts are as far as women in herpeticulture and herpetology are concerned and uh, next week we have Sarah Burnham uh, the wandering herpetologist joining us on the same topic uh, women in herpeticulture and herpetology so with that we hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next week in the Reptile Living Room